Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, honey? I'm Sadi Simone. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referrer to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa De Simone. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I am so fucking excited for today's episode. Honeys, y'all ready for a motherfucking treat? Guys, today is fucking iconic, delicious. I honestly, I'm just so honored to have this delicious being at the house recording with me today. Get ready for this delicious episode. Madam Gundy is an artist and activist whose mission is to celebrate gender liberation. She has toured drumming for MIA. Oh my goodness. Je adore MIA. Oprah on her 2020 Vision Stadium tour, Casual. Her uplifting music and talks have been critically acclaimed by the New York Times, Billboard, NPR, and more. Hello, my sweet love. Welcome to the Spiritually Sassy Show. Holy shit. Hi. Hi, my beautiful friend. I've been so <laughs> excited to do this with you. And we're sitting on this luscious green couch and all of my chakras are being activated and aligned within just moments of being with you. So thank you all for, for tuning in for those who are listening. Oh my goodness. It's truly such an honor and a joy to be with you. I have been hearing about you for, for quite some time. And then I got the guts to reach out to you on IG uh, during the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement. And you're like, yes, honey, I'm in. Let's do some shit right now. And our conversation, it was just like a reconnection of souls. Like it felt like some past life stuff immediately. And your approach to spirituality is so poetic. It's so artistic, which is really what spiritually sass is all about. Yes. So bow to you honey i bow right back as you know the light in me greets the light in you my beautiful Ooh. friend so that's an easy one. Oh my goodness so first question is who are you right now mm. 
Uh, you know what's so interesting is that my my brown hair is growing back because I you know for so many years touring and performing and and making uh, music videos I really loved having different color hair so I'd have bleach blonde hair long curly bleach blonde hair then I'd have it short then I'd buzz it off and put it yellow then I'd have it medium length and I think having my brown like my natural brown hair come back is feeling like who I am right now like I definitely feel like I'm nurturing Kieran I definitely feel like I'm nurturing my mental health, my heart, my spirituality, mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. that are good for me. And I feel really like soft in my kind of emotions and feel very much like I'm focusing on how to be the most loving, like kind, open-hearted person that I can be. Mm-hmm. And the more I do that, the more I feel like myself and the more f- my my people are like, wow, like you're, you're just blossoming, like you're glowing, like this is so you, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And that makes me feel good. And I'm attracting people who... All they want to do is help me. All they want to do is like, like see me win, you know. And and it feels so, um, you know, it's like a virtuous cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, the more I'm able to give, the more I'm I'm feeling the blessings are opening up. So, mm-hmm. my, my my our timing for this podcast mm. is also so perfect mm. because when you last reach out to me, I was feeling like I didn't have the have things to share just yet. Mm. Like I felt like mm-hmm, I knew mm-hmm. that I was on the beginning of something in the mm-hmm. past six months to a year has been so transformative for me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. really sit with old wounds, to mm-hmm. sit with things that our parents, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> leave us with and that mm-hmm. we have to kind of parse out and say, what are we going to take mm-hmm. and what are we going to leave? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like I want to be myself. And mm-hmm. so this timing for our podcast is magical. And I would say right now I am uh, Kieran and she's very loving and, and sunny and, and, and open hearted. Mm. So let me sort of go into this a little bit more because you said something amazing like who i am right now is loving and sunny what was it before Mm. like who are you before and just for context because like people look at me on instagram and they're like oh my god you're so full of joy do you ever have any bad days do you experience this or that and i'm like yo you guys it wasn't until like literally less than five years ago that i was like legit a crackhead you know, not actually smoking crack. Sure. I mean, I did smoke crack, crack when I was 14. Yes. It was a look for a few months, honey. <laughs> um, but, you know, my addiction to drugs and alcohol, my low lows of depression, experiencing suicidal ideation regularly, and the low lows, the high highs of anxiety, the whole thing. was. Yes. It wasn't too long ago that this was like, this was my predicament. This That's was right. the curriculum that I had. That's and right. then you go even a little bit back. I was a rage machine, mm. you know, because of my inability to express my queerness mm. that turned me into a rage monster. Mm. So when I look at you, such an accomplished, such a successful, delicious, like guys, if you could eat, ah, if you could just see what I'm seeing, honey, ooh, baby, it's a look, honey. You know, and it's, it's important for people to see people who are really slain in the game by being radically themselves mm. for them to understand the, the mm. larger context of the timeline of your life. Mm. You know, so if you could tell us a little bit more, what was it before you were, you know, sunny and loving mm. and lovable mm. and you recognize this lovability inside of mm. yourself? There's so much there. Thank you for this. And thank you for being always so vulnerable, vulnerable with your journey. I think that's one of the biggest things you're offering folks who follow your work is that radical honesty because Instagram is just full of everything that's pristine and gorgeous and, and neat and organized. But the mo- majority of us are suffering in silence and we need that's that right. radical honesty. And so I always think about that. I'm like, what is my actual truth in this actual moment? Because mm. that's what I want to share. Mm. That's, that's the truth of the moment it's messy it's disorganized but Mm, it's it's mm, the truth mm, mm. all we can do is the truth and every time i come back to the truth it always works for me and when i say that it's like not what i want someone to think that i am just what is you know that's right um i think i've always been sunny you know my name is kieran it means ray of sunlight in hindi and so i think like yellow and positivity and and like being loving has always been part of my nature but i grew up with like i grew up in a really rigorous academic environment with like a lot of overachieving kids and a lot of competitiveness and Mm -hmm a father who was particularly just kind of drilled into my brother and sister and I that like almost like love was tied to accomplishments. So I, you know, it took me a long time to even realize that even in my relationships, I was always seeking external validation and seeking someone to be so encouraging of what it is that I was doing and who it is that I am. And the more I depart from that and the more I realize, well, my dad didn't accept himself. Mm. How could he possibly accept us? Mm. He's not accepting himself. He's not showing up for himself. So how could we possibly think that we're the greatest kids? He doesn't think he's the greatest father. Mm. And the more I realize that, the more I'm able to depersonalize it. Mm -hmm. But for so long, these feelings of inadequacy would show up in different parts of my life that I would constantly be on the hamster wheel of achievement. 
That's right. And then when you get off the hamster wheel, you're like, oh, all I have to do is be loving and actually way more is happening for me than having to prove something and prove my worth. It's so much more pure. That's right. It's so much more effortless. That's right. It's so much more frictionless and like joyful mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I'm being what's honest for me. Mm -hmm. So this has been a big transformation. And I really like what you said. Um, something about like, you know, seeing other people and how they are. I, I was basically thinking about how in the music community, like we actually don't really need to be idolizing each other. You know, we don't need to like put people on a pedestal. We actually just need to thank them for showing us what's possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we don't actually need like people to be like the whole culture of America requires there to be fans and creates this whole thing of idolization so that there's always a consumer market. And of course, that's great for the artist. Of course, we want the artist to thrive and for there to be money in there. But I do think America intentionally creates this enormous fake rift between creating idols so that the, the consumer stays addicted, the consumer stays buying. And I don't think that's really it. I mm -hmm. think what's really cool is instead looking to those folks who, who we idolize, let's say, or who inspire us, and just thanking them for showing us what's possible in our own lives. That's right. That's right. Can I backtrack to your relationship to your dad for a second? Mm -hmm, of course. Did you ever have that conversation with them? I, you know what? I think it's like been literally in this year that I'm even realizing these patterns and realizing not only how it affects me so much and plays out in all aspects of my life, but then also mm -hmm. how it affects him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the first step for me has been depersonalizing a lot of his behaviors and really trying to show up with my sunny energy as if we're just two peers and how I would show up to anybody who might feel like those kinds of broken, wounded behaviors mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and see him almost as like a little child instead mm -hmm. of my father, who's in, whose opinion used to hold so much importance in That's my life right. and never feeling like I was good enough. So mm -hmm. sh that shift has been the first step. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right. I think it, it'll be in due time to have a conversation where I'm like, Papa, you just need to look like I love you so much. Like you're so amazing. Like mm -hmm, you are mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you have to see that. You mm -hmm. don't have to do anything else. You're mm -hmm. good now. You know, yeah, you're innately good. You're innately good. You're so good, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and I would love to tell him that. And mm -hmm. I and I and I will tell him that. Good. <laughs> yeah. I hope you do. And and I think, um, you know, in the West and I'm speaking strictly about America there's such a there's such a an um and what I'm about to say is very edgy everybody so listen kindly okay mm. it's there is this thing this sort of like you know conditioning that like you you become an adult and it's like bye parents that's right see you never bitch that's right it's terrible and it's so not how I grew up me neither it's so not how I have experienced my family and 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 the family outside of, of that, you know, although it's been very challenging, utterly traumatic, you know, but again, always trying. So can you speak about the importance of family? Yes. Because I see so much on Instagram about this, uh, you know, a lot of these big Instagram uh, influencers who are self-proclaimed mental health activists and spiritual guides and nothing wrong with that. By all means, live out your truth, honey. But when you're speaking about something that's that's literally in Buddhist psychology, family is the first layer of karma. Mm. What does that mean? That means that you actually you actually chose your family. Mm. Why? Listen closely because this is delicious, everybody. Like you chose your family because mom and dad, siblings, everyone in in your immediate nuclear family and the ex, then the the extended families, you've chosen uh, your immediate family and all the layers outside of it because they have the perfect conditions for you to work on your mind. Wow. So when you think about it like that, it's like wow, you are the fertile ground for me to become free. Wow. For me to become completely enlightened. For me to awaken bodhicitta. For me to be of benefit to all sentient beings. And then you come into the it, you. This, this, this lineage, this high concept of connection to family as firstly of karma gets misinterpreted and people just push away their parents and say, fuck off. And I understand a lot of, especially queer brown black folks, mm. especially sp strictly speaking about queer mm. bodies, mm. Um, how challenging it is to have parents who are not, mm. who are not accepting, who kick you out and all the things. But, and at the same time, I just want us to be able to, mm. to just... Um, educate and, mm. and invite people for into this willingness to to connect to your family mm. from this place of like yo mm. there's so much there you know you're innately good bitch yes, like yes. you know what I mean I love this does I this love make this. sense oh 100% Thank there's you, so much there I really do agree with this notion that growing up I would see um, 
American families kind of, and even on television, let's not even like, let's make it more about a culture. Like you see on television, this concept of like, well, when you're 18, you're leaving the house, like this kind of thing. You that's know? And, right. That's right. And in India, you live, the whole family lives under one roof until that's the, right. you die. Yeah. So everyone's under one roof. <laughs> so it's like two polar opposite ways of, uh, of doing things. And I think it's both. And I remember this really vulnerable moment. I was doing my therapy. I, I love doing therapy work. I do it every, every week. And I remember the the person who I work with, she was pushing me and, you know, trying to talk about my parents. And I felt this bit of protectiveness of them. Like, you can't touch them. They're untouchable. Like, mm. I, I, I worship them. I look up to them. You know, in, in an Indian culture, you don't question your parents at all. And you don't say anything negative about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I watch my own two, my mom and dad, they don't say anything negative about their own parents. It's always enormous amounts of gratitude, humble, mm-hmm. humility, mm-hmm. this kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always loved that innate respect. I think that's beautiful. But it's wrong to tolerate toxic behaviors mm-hmm. without pushing back on them, without questioning them, without saying, I'm going to put a stop to this at my generation so that my kids don't take this on. That's right. And so that was important for me to kind of learn that and say, okay, actually the most loving thing I can do is see you as another human being and see what I love and, and then leave what I don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the more I show up for myself with my positive sunny energy, the more I do the work, the more I can model the behavior for the two, for the two of them. That's right. But then also show up without feeling wounded every time mm-hmm. and show up without things triggering me every time, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you also talked about queerness and acceptance. I always knew that I needed and I wanted to take my parents along with me on my journey. There was never like a, I'm me, take it or leave it. That was mm-hmm. never my energy. Mm-hmm. I always that knew. Was that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and with some families, it has to be. And with some personalities, it has to be. Mm-hmm. I think I knew their support makes me feel good. So I wanted it. You know, I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And the way I would do it, and this is so twisted, is like I would always make sure that like all aspects of my life were like super taped up and like super organized and like super thriving, you know, in order to introduce the queerness. Because I was kind of like, okay, well, what's the intuitive That's exactly shame? what I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, what's the intuitive shame? Like parents think that they've, you know, fucked up their kid because now they're gay. Like that's kind of the intuitive programming that that generation has. That's right. Instead of being like, oh, I'm so happy to have a kid who's radically free in themselves. I've done something right, Mm. you know? So Mm. I remember, yes, Mm. yes. Mm. And the more I see kids who identify as trans at like eight or nine years old, I'm like, what amazing parents to foster such an open environment for their kids to just be who they are. This. Yes. Mm. So I remember remember it was a lot of that. Me affirming my parents by showing them I was thriving in so many different aspects of my life. And then being like, this is my friend. And like, you know, I would never have excessive PDA or things like that because I wanted them to kind of feel like they can come along the journey with me. That's right. But now 10 years later of me kind of being openly queer and having had so many different relationships with different types of people. um, Even recently, I brought a a, a recent love uh, to meet my parents after us just having dated for like a month or so. And both my parents, when she like, so we'd have, I had dinner with different, uh, both of them at different times. So my dad, so, so this person, she walks away from the table. My dad leans over. She's like, is this romantic? Like, you know, like who is, you know, should I, should I, should I, how should I talk to this person? Like super open and like super thoughtful. <laughs> oh my God, you're making thoughtful. me emotional. That's yeah. so sweet. And then same thing with my mom. She's like, oh, I think she really likes you. You know, like, I think she really, she seems like she has a good head on her shoulders. Like, you know, like, how long, like what's, what, how is it feeling? You know, like they, my parents know and they show up and they're not being weird about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that definitely feels like a lot of growth. And that's mm-hmm. because I definitely knew that I wanted them to arrive there on their own time and I didn't push them. Mm-hmm. What was it like coming out? It was easier because I was already in love with somebody and I was so excited about that person. So it just felt so fun to just be like, yeah, this is my friend, this is my friend. And then after like a couple months, it was like so obviously not my friend. This was like my love. And I, there was never a moment of like, hey, we have to sit down, everyone. Like, this is a thing. I didn't want it to be like that because mm-hmm. I was also like new to my own queerness. I didn't even know if maybe tomorrow I want to date some. Like, I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. And I purposely use the word queer because I do think it's a radical choice that each and every one of us gets to identify how we want to identify and fuck whomever we want to fuck. Like, that's right. That's how it has to be. That's right. And I find that enormously powerful and liberating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was easy. There was no backlash. There was no like writing, a le- you know, because in within within the gay uh, community, you know, something that I always have to ask with people that I'm getting to know romantically is, or in friends in general, it's always how was 
your coming out story. Right. That's always a big topic, right. you know, and, and it's, and unfortunately, I wish I had something else to say, but it's, it's never as fun. It's thing. very, it's never a fun thing. It's never an easy topic. Sometimes we kind of like, you know, have to take a deep breath or mm. kind of like go for a walk or like mm. eat something sweet while we're going through it because mm. it's just very heavy, mm. you know, mm. and, and having these conversation with straight cis folks it's very it's it's been something that i'm actively doing for them to um understand the 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 queer the queer trauma and i've been talking about this recently it's like um, if you're if you are set on the bodhisattva path right the path mm. of complete freedom for the mm. sake of all people mm. and you don't have any queer friends if you don't have any black any brown or black friends mm -hmm you're never going to be completely free. And I say never with capital N, honey, mm. okay? Mm. For the reason why, in order for you to know complete freedom, you have to know the entirety of the conditioning. Mm. There's no way for you to know that, for you to taste the entire nectar of complete freedom mm. if you've never experienced every aspect of the conditioning. Mm. If you are sitting in your home, listen kindly, babes, because it's edgy, but if you're sitting in your home with all of your friends are white, they're cis, they're straight, That's right. and you never ever even tried you know the the brownness and queerness extension or, or touch base that you have is listening to my podcast following my work that's not enough honey that's not enough babe it's not enough you gotta get to know what it's like to be what's what the queer trauma is about right. you know in that's order right. for you to actually taste the entirety of the freedom period you know what's so funny that i'm listening to you and it's so true and I'm also like, yeah, queer folks, we've gone through trauma, but like also we're living more free than many people on this earth are because we are authentically experiencing not only the full expression of our gender, but the full expression of our sexual liberation. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's actually coming from a place in my in my mind of thriving. Mm -hmm. It's not just about surviving. It mm -hmm. really is like, wow, I must have been done something right that no matter where I go, I can just show up as myself and I'm loved and valued. Mm -hmm. That's really it. Mm -hmm. It's freedom. Mm -hmm. That's what it has to be. And I think mm -hmm. when I, when I think about my parents too, I think I knew that I had to be so hype about myself and like love myself for them to come along for the journey. It's only when we have hesitancy, mm -hmm. uncertainty, doubt, other insecurities that color the queer conversation, then it's far more difficult. But if we're like, yeah, this is happening and it's dope and I'm good and I'm excited and mm. I'm choosing this mm. and I'm empowered in this choice mm. and I'm empowered in who I am, that's when it's easy for other people to support you on mm. their journey. What could they possibly say? Mm, that's so beautiful. That's so fucking epic. That is so true. I think a lot of people carry their queerness unintentionally because of the societal conditioning as this like shame cloud right and they're feeling deficient they're feeling inadequate unlovable undeserving they they some people believe aka myself that i was innately a bad person mm. You know, totally. and imagine entering the world feeling like you're innately bad. Yeah, or the shame, the it's shame. fucking psycho. Totally, you know, totally. Uh, so thank you for thank you for 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 validating the fact that it is when we feel well, when we are happy about who we are, when yes. we're radically accepting of who we are. Yes. Then it's just like everyone else around you, your permission slip for them to experience that too, to That's recognize it. this delicious connection. Yeah, it's choosing ourselves. It's mm -hmm. choosing ourselves. Yeah. So tell me about feeling well. What have you learned in the last, you know, year um, during the, the pandemic? Miss mm. Corona has mm. taken us for a spin, Ms. honey. Miss Corona has taken us hey, for a true Jesus spin. Christ. She's a wild woman. Yeah. But you know what? She's also like, she was also just screaming, like, all of y'all are crazy and everyone needs to stop. Like, stop the madness. That's right. There's no more cars anymore. And there's no more madness anymore. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. we just, there's no more, like, when I say cars, I mean, we're in L.A., so there's always traffic. So there's just, like. Less. Yeah, there's just less. Yeah. All the clutter is just gone. And it's so painful for so many of us. And there's so much heartbreak. And I remember the beginning of the pandemic was enormously challenging for me because I missed music. I missed travel. I missed people. I was so depressed. I remember feeling just like, mm -hmm. where is everybody? This is really hard. I, 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 yeah, it was really tough. But mm -hmm. it was so important for me. I think I love my life. I love travel. But I was very much on the... The, you know, to, to use the same analogy, that I definitely felt like I was on the grind in, in the hamster wheel. Mm -hmm. I definitely was just like running, running, running. Oh, we get another offer to go and play Iceland. Of course I want to play Iceland. Let's go. Oh, we get another offer to go and play Mexico. Of course I want to go play Mexico. Boom. And it was five years of this. Mm -hmm. Five years of this. And, and I mean, I've, I set a goal. I graduated Harvard Business School in 2015. I ran the London Marathon bleeding freely on my period. The story went viral. 
And I remember having this like I love choice. You for that. Yes, yes, <laughs> I love you for yes, that. yes. Uh. Um, mm. And the story went viral, and and I remember being like, okay, because these job opportunities were there to work at YouTube and work at Spotify, and I was like, I don't want to do any of this. I'm so clear that all I want to do is travel the world speaking about gender liberation and making my music. Mm-hmm. I was so clear on that. I want to mm-hmm. tour the world on my own project. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did for five years, you mm-hmm. know? And so there was a strong clarity and there was a strong manifestation, but also if you don't stop something in its tracks, like it will just continue as is with not, it, not, not a rapid degree of evolution and growth. And so it felt really good for me to just put a stop on all mm-hmm. the madness, stop mm-hmm. on all the travel, and and like really develop the project more. Mm-hmm. And in the past year, I just feel such a heightened sense of maturity. The kinds of things I'm writing about in my new album, of course, cover gender liberation, but it's bigger than gender. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. personal liberation. Mm-hmm. It's being free. It's mm-hmm. being optimizing for your own joy. Mm-hmm. So Miss Corona has been crazy. It's true, but it was definitely the like, it's like when I'm, you know, you're running and then the cartoon character, like someone just like pulls you from the shirt and then just yanks you back. Like, that's kind of how I felt. Like, mm-hmm. Kieran, stop running everywhere. Mm-hmm. What what matters to you? Mm-hmm. Where do you need to work on? Mm-hmm. How it, can it be that your same wounds come up over and over and again in your relationships without any of the work being done? Mm. How can it be that you're constantly trying to achieve things without questioning what's the motivation for those achievements? Oh my God, honey. Why am I posting about the, the, the recent accomplishment I had instead of posting about the content of the work, mm. the message itself? That's right. Oh, my God. So mm. these are some of the major things that I've really evolved in the past couple of, of months. Holy shit. I wish I, we could unpack all of this. But right now, what's coming up for me that tell I want to ask you is tell me about the new album. Yes. Tell me about what you're working oh, on. God. because. Gender liberation, would love to talk about that. And personal liberation, what, what, please, like. I think it's been so good to have time to write an album. The mm. past two albums that I wrote, Voices and Visions, were like, oh, I'm playing a show in Boston. Let's try to get free studio time and like put a song through. Boom. And then like that, that was the song. It was done. I would put it on the album. Like quick bursts of ideas and, and just kind of like almost collaging an album together. Mm-hmm. This album that I'm writing right now, which would be the third one and it's called Vibrations, it's so much has so much more depth. Mm. It has so much more thoughtfulness. It's so much more clear. It's so loving. It's like uplifting, percussive, loving, warm melodies. Like it feels like someone's just giving you a hug and being like, you got this. Like that's what I want the album to feel like when someone listens to it. <sighs> So I definitely have a song that I want to sing for you. Please, God. Um, you knew that was coming. I honey. knew that was coming. <laughs> and I was like really excited to show um, this song to you uh, because oh it's God. so us. Mm. Um, mm. <laughs> so mm. us. Mm. So it goes like this. It goes, crystals and congas, that's all I'm saying. I cannot stand my energy draining. Light up some sage and do meditation. Ten minutes later, I stop complaining. And I just want to be the best I can be for the folks who I know who won't lie to me. I just want to be the best I can be for the folks who I know who come by for me. I just want to be the best I can be for the folks who I know who make time for me. I just want to be the best I can be so my people know they can come cry to me. When is this out? I mean, we're working, we're working soon, 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 Babe, soon. Babe, this soon. is so fucking epic. Thank oh you, thank God. you, thank you. You never see something press and surprise. <laughs> it's like legit. It's it is so so beautiful the way you the way you're able to like just you know deliver such a beautiful message in, with this rhythm. I just want to <laughs> like, hey, you know, I'm just like, eh, mm, mm, mm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. So how many uh, songs are in this album? Can we talk details like that? Yeah, I mean, we can talk details. Like right now, there's so many songs. There's like 20 songs. Okay. So, uh, I mean, for me, I actually would love to just put out 20 songs, but I'm sure no one on my team is going to let me do that. So it'll probably be like a long form and then a short form. I can see it being like that. Okay. And it's almost really fun. Like, you know, one person who really inspires me is my boy, Justin Bieber. It's his birthday today as we speak, in fact. And um, I remember watching his documentary and there was this moment where he and his team have these index cards and each index card has one song. And so then he's 
you know, puzzle piecing the index cards of the different songs together of like, what are the ones that are going to be on the album? And he has these two piles, like one is going to be on the album and one is not. And then mm -hmm. once it's on the album, then he's organizing the track list, you know, and okay. that, that really resonated with me because that's kind of the phase that I'm in where it's like, there's a lot of different songs. They all cover very similar themes of personal power and personal liberation and, mm -hmm. and doing things that are good for yourself as the cool thing to do. Not like I smoke and i'm terrible and i'm rude to women and all this bullshit that people are putting Fuck out on that. top 40 yeah that's right um and and so i do think the 20 songs actually do work together as a body of work but um but it'll probably be something like you know nine to twelve songs like a real album okay and what about a music video because you're literally never short and iconic presentation thank you oh my goodness thank you i think you know i grew up with music videos i remember being in india and MTV was playing and I was nine years old and I would call the VJ because they would always put the like number on the bottom in India. And so I call it and they answered one day. And so my <laughs> little eight year old voice is there with the VJ requesting the Backstreet Boys music video to oh play. My God. And, yes. and my mom couldn't believe it. Like I told her, I was like, no, mom, like on August 8th, I'm going to be on television. And she's like, what? Because they pre record it. So once you call in, then that's the air that shows two weeks later or whatever, a month later. Yeah. So then we watch MTV and there I am. But I share that because music videos were always really, really um, important and inspiring to me. Showed me the artist's intention, showed me what was possible. And I really want to connect to young people all over the world by, by making this art. And how do you visualize, like, the, the poetry that you live mm. comes out with your music? And mm. then how do, like, even looking at how you're presenting yourself right now, it's like you're somebody who walks into any room and, like, breaks necks you know for that it's like so tell me about this how do you put yourself together what a fun question because getting dressed in the morning is literally my favorite thing like okay. my my morning routine is like get up met we do a meditation 10 minute i love the deepak chopra meditations which mm -hmm. is one of the ways that you and i connected that's um, right he speaks for 10 minutes and then it's a 10 minute meditation i make my bed i brush my teeth i get my masha and then i love picking out my outfit it's so expressive. It's like, how am I feeling that day? How do I want to show up? I chose this shirt. It's a sparkly, beautiful pink shirt from India by a brand called Nor Black Nor White. It's two women designers. I thought of you and I was like, I want to wear this for Sa because Sa's going to love it. <laughs> I think about my day and I and I show up for, for the Kiran of that day. You know, like, who does she want to be and mm -hmm. what is the vibe she wants to give out? Mm -hmm. And then the colors are really important to me. I love the color yellow. I love matching outfits where the top matches the bottom, matches the shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, I love matching my, my glasses to, to whatever is happening in the outfit. Um, and I love new clothing. So I'll buy stuff and I'll like wear the same outfit for like a bunch of times. And then I just give it away to somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What could you tell somebody who is like curious about creating very progressive, auth radically authentic music? Mm. Like what could you tell somebody who's listening to you and being like, it's easy for you to say, mm. Kieran and Sa, you mm. look at your presence, look at the things you're doing, blah, 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 and it's like, yo. I have one thing. Slow it down, honey. I love it. I love it. I have only one thing to say to that, and it's mm. the only thing. It's to persevere. Mm. It's to stick it out because so often we give up before you've even gotten there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You have to stick it out. You have to persevere. It's going to take years. It's not going to happen overnight, and in fact... It's actually terrible when it happens overnight mm -hmm. because you have not earned the, the length of time it takes and the emotional maturity to handle your career being at that level. That's why we have so much drug addiction and trauma in the famous kind of artist community is because a That's label right. came along and injected a project inorganically with money and marketing. And so then, yeah, maybe the song has gone famous and now you have a bunch of money, but everything around that, you don't have the skill sets to deal with because you've not organically grown to be at the level that you're at. You, it's inorganic. Mm -hmm. And so perseverance and doing the work every day and, sh and being your, you know, being clear in what it is that you're trying to do with your music mm -hmm. and sticking to that, you know, mm -hmm. sticking to that. Mm -hmm. I feel so clear. My, my, my shit has not changed. My shit is consistent. Mm -hmm. You look at my shit from five years ago, that shit is consistent. That's right. That's Consistency right. is the new currency. Mm, say it. Mm -hmm. Consistency is the new currency. Just persevere, you know? And the consistency to what specifically? Consistency to your identity. Okay. Consistency to what it is you actually like. Consistency mm -hmm. in terms of what do you think is important. Now, 
in terms of like things evolving, of course my project evolves. You mm -hmm. know, I love this quote that I've learned a couple of years ago. You know, Mahatma Gandhi, I share a famous last name with Mahatma Gandhi, who is a, you know, independent, fought for the Indian independence in the 1940s. And the British, when, well, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the British were negotiating with Mahatma Gandhi and, you know, they would always say, Gandhi, two weeks ago you said this and now two weeks later you changed your mind. And he's like, well, I'm two weeks more evolved. But the fight is the still same. I have new information, but the fight and the focus is still the same. Mm. And so for me, that's how I feel. You know, so many folks, many times people push back on certain messaging and I listen and I say, okay, where, could, where did I get it wrong? Where could I have been more inclusive? Where did I say something that was exclusive? And I just evolve the way that I'm doing the thing. But the, mm. the goal and the mission, which is to use my music to elevate and, and celebrate the feminine spirit in all of us, has not changed. It's not changed. Thank you for answering my question already because I was about to come back to you with people thinking that they have to be consistent in their... I think that we see this consistent act of like pretending to be these coherent actors where mm. like you're always... like. And I made a video about this today about people who asking you, how are you? And why the word how are you should be abolished from right, the vocabulary. Right. <laughs> and because it, it puts people in the spot of pretending culture. Right. Creating culture around pretending right. to be well. And then we have to be consistent to being well. Right. And consistent to consistency to be well is not the game. It's consistency to become free. Mm. It's consistent, consistent to deliver mm. freedom, mm. poetry, mm. music, laughter. It's also trust. Like if you want to talk about it from a business perspective consistency because you got it honey go I, <laughs> deliver I mean, one of the things that you learn when you're in business school is what is the consumer showing up for why is it that mcdonald's is such a for the worst for better or for worse is one of the most successful businesses because the consumer knows that anywhere in the entire world the experience is consistent end to end they know exactly what it is that they're showing up for and they get exactly that delivered to them that's right and so Consistency in a in a business context is important. When somebody mm -hmm. lands on my page, they need to know they're gonna get consistent, sunny energy. When someone emails my team, they know they're gonna get a friendly, positive response, and we're gonna be authentic in terms of what it is that we can show up for. Mm. This is really, really important. Mm -hmm. In fact, in my romantic relationships, I used to get a lot of anxiety. And I learned the reason why I would get this anxiety is because the person was not consistent with me. Some days they were loving, some days they were rude, some days their texts had emojis in them, and some days their texts were blunt, and it wouldn't make me feel good. That's right. Consistency is like, I know that I can, I know what to get from this person. I know what to expect from this person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's why it matters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And how do you choose, how do you stay like, consistent on a daily day to day you said meditation making yes. your bed i mean these are the things that i talk about constantly too Love that. Um, but what else helps you to like stay in the vision mm, i would say fitness okay. but here's the thing this is what i've really learned is the more i'm honest and open with the folks who i'm surrounding myself with and i mm. tell them what i'm genuinely struggling with they help me maintain my own boundary they they help me maintain the person that i want to be my higher self mm, so i'll mm. say I'm eating out too much. Like instead of me being embarrassed, look like, like I used to and trying to like privately clean it up. That's I right. just say it out loud now. Guys, I'm eating out every meal. I'm, I can feel my I'm putting on weight. I have this extra weight on my body that I don't like. It doesn't make me feel like I'm me. Mm -hmm. And it's because I'm not taking care of myself. It's not because I have any kind of fat phobia or fat shame, but I can tell I'm not um, behaving in a way that's good. Every time I eat out, there's a bunch of utensils that I have to throw away. I don't like that. So I say it out loud so that then my, my, my people who are around me can help me prioritize my own goals. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with positivity. That's I tell such my team, a good thing. Mm -hmm. It's so important because none of us want to be vulnerable in front of each other. But actually, that's the opportunity to really bond. That's, that's the right. opportunity for connectedness. That's right. When we're honest, like, hey, this is something that, like, I'm going through and this is what's real for me right now and I really need help with it. Like, mm -hmm. can you help me? The more I say that out loud, for example, we have this issue on tour. Every time we tour, it's only junk food that's available. So we started advancing the venue and saying we require cut fruit and we require cut vegetables at the venue. And they send somebody and every show we would arrive, there's berries and bananas and almond milk and whatever backstage. And it is so much better than, mm -hmm. you know, whatever mm -hmm. else they're going to put there. That's right. And then another example is I tell my team when my moon cycle is. So they know when I'm on my cycle and they know that I have a really tough day, tough time the five days before my cycle of each month. They know that. Wow. And they're sensitive with me on that. They're That's sensitive right. with me around my time, my demands. When we get asked to do a, a shoot or a podcast, they, we look and we say, okay, Kieran, it's going to be a couple of days before your cycle. Do you want to show up for that? 
or is that going to be difficult for you? And mm-hmm. I get to say, actually, yeah, let's reschedule it till a time where I can show up as my hi- as the, my highest version of myself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's how. The more we know ourselves, the mm-hmm. more we know what we're good at, and the more we know what we need help with, we have to be brave enough to ask for it. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm able to show up as my sunny self because my community helps me do it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, like, going through your day and a moment of feeling triggered arise mm-hmm. like what do you do in that moment like Love. that you are literally walking like a vision like you yes. do where you're just turning heads <laughs> everybody's like who the fuck is that i need to know who's a snack dripping honey what's up Mm-mm-mm-mm. and then something arises what is the mathematical equation that plays out in your mind mm. to get you out of that so then you're back to being a solution i love this I love this question because this has been my radical practice the past year. Because I need to, as much as I want to put you on a pedestal, this iconic pedestal that you are, because you are visionary, trailblazer, iconic. Yes, you are. And what about the humanness for mm-hmm. everybody else who's listening, who's just starting out on a path, mm-hmm. you know? How could, they, how could they enter the world with the embodiment of your qualities? Mm-hmm. How could they think about you as an enlightened being on a path to becoming completely free and they can call up on your divine qualities so they can you know live that out into the world that's what constantly the whole path of tantric buddhism is about yes. is calling on divine qualities from the gurus from the saintly beings yes embodying them on the go yes. your air one at the granola aisle yes. some other fucking bitch bumps into you right, right. and then what the fuck do you do in that moment <laughs> that is what freedom looks like yes. being free is not closing your eyes in a meditation for 10 minutes in the morning and that's one look sure. but who who are you eyes open in the mm, world? What a great question. You know. This is such a great question. I love this. Um, the biggest thing is awareness. Mm. So I mentioned love earlier is a big thing. but and, Sorry, I mentioned truth earlier is a big thing and obviously love. But the third thing is awareness. These are the three things that I think a lot about. Truth, love, and awareness. Awareness is, oh, that feels annoying. Mm. So then I notice it. Okay, why are you so annoyed? You're really annoyed. Like you really want to send some rude text messages back. Mm-hmm. No need to send that. Let's just take a moment. Why are you annoyed? Okay, I'm annoyed because I told this person to do something this way and they've done it the wrong way. Mm. And I knew what was possible. I knew it could be better. And they've done it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? What's the end goal? What's the end goal? Okay, the end goal is not for me to yell at this person. The end goal is simply that I just need the thing done nicely. Mm-hmm. That's the end goal. So, okay, take a moment. Manage your own irritation. Take a breath. Now reply. Okay, no, it wasn't supposed to be this way. Can you please do it this way? This is the thing that I was trying to avoid. Mm-hmm. And especially for those of us who are listening, who are managing a team, we feel frustrated when someone doesn't do things in a certain way. But we have to be brave enough to be patient with them and teach them the reason why something has to be done in a certain way so that they can see the bigger picture and help you build towards your bigger picture. A lot of times people I know self-sabotage and they fire somebody or they say that they have to do everything themselves because they think it's some kind of ego inflation. Like, oh, well, I'm a perfectionist, so I have to do it all. Actually, no. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not being patient with other people. You're not leading with other people. You're not bringing other people along and including them in your journey. And you're going to keep your project small from reaching more people because you're doing that to yourself. Mm. So that's one example. Mm-hmm. Another example. Love that, that you hurt. just literally developed in all like psycho spiritual and business. I love that we can get all this from you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God for you. Keep Love going. <laughs> and thank God is for you, my son. Thank you for being mm. so kind and so mm. holding me in this podcast. It's really nice. Thank you. Um, Honored, babe. I think another thing that I look at is when I feel hurt. When we feel hurt, we try to control people. Mm. It's so simple. Anytime we try to overly control an environment, it's because we're trying to avoid being hurt. Mm. But actually, the biggest source of liberation is to heal the wound. Mm. it's like if I have an open cut and someone keeps putting salt, it's going to hurt. If I say, I'm going to take my space, I'm going to heal this wound, now you come and put salt. It's now just on my skin. It doesn't burn me anymore. Mm -hmm. You come and put all the salt you want. It's fine because the wound is closed. The Mm -hmm. wound is healed. Mm -hmm. So that's what I work on a lot. Every time someone, I feel hurt by something or I feel bullied or I feel anxious about something, I have to be mature. I have to be wise. I have to be conscious and say, oh, man, Okay, that person should be able to act however they want. And either I need to heal the wound or I need to take myself out of the situation because I'm still healing. And this person, it keeps opening the wound and it keeps hurting me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it keeps setting me back and it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And making that choice to step out. Have to. Mm-hmm. And actually, the more we do that for ourselves, the more people respect and, you know, 
they respect us and they they see what's possible for themselves. Mm-hmm. Can I pivot and ask you about the statement um, that you um, that we talked about earlier when we were uh, setting up the podcast? You said, "Don't engineer for a hypothetical future." Yes. Tell me about that. The combination of words, I'm like, yes, honey. Yes. I don't know what it means, but I love it, and yes. I need to be educated about it. There's two things to say about that. This concept of not engineering for a hypothetical future. So there's two things with that. One is, in America, and especially in these kind of rigorous environments mm-hmm. that I grew up in, we always would have these meetings with our career counselor, and the career counselor would say, oh, well, what's your 10-year plan? What's your 15-year plan? Mm. And I would always fail in those meetings. So I had no idea what I was even going to do tomorrow. I didn't even know what I was even eating for lunch that day. What do you mean my 10-year plan? What do you mean my 15-year plan? And yet we act like that's so normal. So I would always intuitively be like, I'm just going to go where the joy is. I'm going to go what feels cool. Like, I want to be a math major. That feels cool. No, there's no rhyme or reason. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. I'm good at it, and it feels cool, and I like that it's a small department, and I really like this one professor. I would get hundreds on the finals, multivariable calculus. I got 99 once. I was so mad I lost that one point, okay? My math major, <laughs> my math major was the reason I got my first job in the music industry. Because at that moment in time, Interscope Records was having Spotify and YouTube send all of their data and analytics to the record label. They had no one who was math savvy and data savvy to deal with all these data sheets. And I saw an opportunity and I created a job and was employed by the biggest record label in the world for two years to do a mathy job in the context of music. So every time I go where the joy is, it ends up always being bigger than I could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. But, but... If I said, okay, well, my 15-year plan is to work on Capitol Hill, which at that time I thought I wanted to, like, work in politics or something. Then I still see that for you, though. In some, <laughs> in some, in some other, the, you know, you're going to reshape the world mm-hmm. in that way, but I still Thank see you. you just the way you're able to articulate and your voice is heard in such a, a visceral way. Thank um, you, Keep babe. going. Mm. No, yeah, so I just think that if you ask Kieran of 18 – what she thinks that Kieran of 32 is going to do. She mm. would never say, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to run six marathons in your life. She could barely keep up on the squash team. She was, you know, she had to put on that freshman 15. She could barely keep up on the squash team and run six marathons. Wow. She would say, oh, you know, Kieran of 18, what are you going to do? Oh, she would never say, I'm going to drum touring the world for MIA. She used to feel so hurt that all the boy bands would exclude her from being the drummer. She thought mm-hmm. she was terrible. Mm-hmm. She would feel so bullied. Mm-hmm. She's not going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Oprah on TV and actually at 31, you're going to be opening with Oprah all over the all over the country and stadiums. She would never think that. Mm-hmm. You never think that. So why I say don't engineer for hypothetical future is firstly that I actually think we end up underestimating ourselves rather than planning. Mm, Jesus Christ, say that again for everybody in the back because, oh, that is deep. I think we plan out of fear, mm-hmm. but I think we're cutting off the, the, the possibility of what we can achieve as humans by doing that. And then I think the second thing is this. So often people reach out to me for advice. They're like, Kieran, I'm, you know, I was really debating this, this, this. And whenever I talk to them, I'm like, what sounds fun? What, like, what sounds awesome right now? Mm-hmm, like, I had mm-hmm. this person like, I got into Stanford and I got into Harvard Business School. They were asking what. And I was like, well, Harvard does this, this, this. Stanford does this, this, this. Harvard's known for this. Stanford's this. But after that, I was like, dude, what feels exciting? She, Stanford. Instantly, Stanford. So all the other noise and clutter and all this bullshit that we like think is important, but we really know intuitively that it's not. Mm-hmm, what feels mm-hmm. exciting? Mm-hmm. What feels like, yeah, let's fucking mm-hmm, go. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this like feeling of joy. Mm. You know, like because the way I would describe it, it's like feeling joy is when the muse is in the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the room outside of yourself, the room your internal room your internal world the muse the creative Mm. muse is is activated and you know i have many ways of describing that experience but tell me about like following that joy what is it like inside Mm. for people because they're listening follow that joy like some people don't even know Mm. the how to connect Mm. how and some people to go even a state to a deeper stage they have been so brutally oppressed marginalized Mm. for so for such a long time and they have such a lineage of that Mm. that they may be listening to this and they're like i have no idea what it is to experience joy my Mm. entire life has been about nine to five my mom has worked two jobs struggle struggle struggles they don't know they don't they don't they they have no they have no context even oh when this kind of things when Mm. these kinds of thoughts populate my mind Mm. when these kinds of feelings arise in my being when i see the world like this when i hear the world like this Mm. that is the quality of joy. These are the aspects of joy. So mm-hmm. will you speak to that? Yeah, I think it's about reflecting and knowing yourself. Like I love 
for example, we have this joke where I've been living in Topanga, and my friends are like, oh, yeah, Kieran loves to cruise to Malibu. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, like, I never, like... I never framed it that way. I never called it that. But what they mean is that on the coffee shop that I like is all the way in Malibu. So it's like a 20 minute drive to go and get a matcha. And, mm -hmm. and they'll come with me and we go to Malibu and then we drive back. And that gives me so much joy. Is it practical? Does it make any sense to spend 40 minutes just to go and get a matcha? It makes absolutely no sense. But I start my day looking at the ocean. Psychologically, it just makes me feel good. And I feel like I'm with my friends and it's such a California thing. And it's the luxury of time. So like, I don't sit there being like, Kieran, you have so many more important things to do. You have podcasts to put out and albums to write. I say, I don't know. That sounds good. But then when I do that for myself, now my state is at a higher vibrational frequency because mm. I've done something that feels soothing and fun and nice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then the, when somebody calls me for my 11 a.m. call, the energy that I'm bringing to that call is now elevated and happy. So mm -hmm. it was worth it. Like everything is always worth it when you're optimizing for joy. Mm -hmm. I think it's about reflecting. It's about saying, when did I feel really good? Oh, mm -hmm. I felt really good when I was, was having dinner with my family. Oh, that mm -hmm. felt so good. I miss them. Mm -hmm, Man, maybe mm -hmm. I should organize a family Zoom for Sunday. You know, we all can't be together right now because of the pandemic. Maybe we can have a family Zoom because that made me feel good. That gives us more energy than we realize to mm -hmm. then go show up as a better self the next day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's just these pure things where we feel like we're ourselves, where we feel connected, where we feel seen, where we feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Where our body feels light. You know, I'm watching you. You were touching your chest when you described joy. Our body mm -hmm. feels light. Our anxiety is soothed. Mm -hmm. We feel held. Mm -hmm. You know, we feel loved. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm like dating somebody new right now. It's really nice. When she holds me, I feel, so, I'm just like, God, like, this is like heaven. Like, I feel like it's like, um, like I'm getting charged up, you know, just through that love. It's just mm. such a simple thing. And I'm just like, oh, God, mm. like, this is going to give me the energy that I need for the week because mm -hmm. it's so blissful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think we don't give space for that. America is very capitalist oriented. America is very output oriented. America is very time is money oriented. And I really disagree with that. Mental and, and physical health is is mm -hmm. is what leads to everything else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love that question. Do you believe everyone is creative? Sorry for the sharp pivot. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm really thinking because I, I think this is a tricky question. I think, of course, everybody has the potential to be creative. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't, we don't need everybody to be creative. Like, we need everybody to just do what it is that they like to do. Like, we need the fast runners to just like, go run super fucking fast and, like, show us what it means to run a four-minute mile. Like, we need the folks who are super good at, at handling... I don't know, some kind of company to be able to do the taxes. Like, so, you know, like, that's right. I that's mean, right. I actually find our tax system so dysfunctional. So that's a terrible example. But like these difficult tasks that like, actually, I can say that when I showed up at Interscope, they were so happy that I was good at math to organize all this data. They were like, thank goodness you're somebody is good at it who actually wants to work in music because all the kids who are good at math and data go get paid four times the salary we're about to pay you, Kieran, because they're going to go work for a hedge fund or a private equity firm. They're not trying to work in the music business where we have no money to pay somebody who has the caliber and skill set mm -hmm. that you have. But I'm somebody who's a music kid. I'm a hipster kid. I'm 22. I'm hyped to get a job at, the, at Interscope Records, and I'm a math major. It's perfect. So when I think of creativity, I just think more of like flow. Like what's your flow state? We just need you to flow. We need you to like honestly give to the thing that makes you feel happy and mm. shine. Mm. Such a beautiful answer. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about mental health. When was the last time you had a mental health breakdown? Oh, I love this question. And what did you do to get out of it? I don't think I've had a breakdown, which is, which is a blessing. I'll knock on wood for that. Mm-hmm. I think I have many breakdowns where I behave, you know, in a way where I'm rude to somebody who I love. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I've really worked on that in the last year. Mm -hmm. I think I grew up like seeing irritability in Indian culture is a very normal thing. Being rude to your kids, going from zero to 100, being snappy to folks who are helping you, you know, like in India has a big problem with caste system. So we grew up watching folks in my grandparents' house who were working for my grandparents as staff, you know, taking care of the house and things like that. And, and people being rude or dismissive to, to folks who work in the house. And I really didn't like that. It would make me feel so uncomfortable. So working on not being rude to people is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't think I've ever had a breakdown, but I also know that I actively like give to my mental health every day. I mm -hmm. really, really do. Mm -hmm. I really, really do. And mm -hmm. 
I don't know. My chart is all water and <laughs> earth. I have no fire in my chart. <laughs> Very little air. My, my, my chart is like all water and, and, and earth signs. And so I know that inner peace is very, very important to me and mm-hmm. being Zen and not really being rattled by things like shit happens all the time. My keys got stuck in the car. I had to drive all the way two hours to get my spare key to then come all the way back. Cool. Let's go. Like, just go. OK, mm-hmm. cool. That's mm-hmm. that's what happened. Cool. Mm-hmm. Next. Keep it moving. Oh, OK, my friend's car back. OK, cool. Let's call the thing. Let's wait. Let's hold mm-hmm. each other. Let's, you know, I like being Zen. Mm-hmm. So I think I prioritize Zen in my life super, super hard. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced suicidal thoughts? I think I've contemplated death, but I have not experienced suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Was contemplation of your mortality sort of like a a fuel for you to actually like live more fully? Actually, no. It was the opposite. Mm. It was feeling validated in what I've done. If I go out tomorrow, it's okay. I left in a good spot. I'm kind to people. I show up happily. People miss me when I leave, so I must be doing something kind. Those things validate me. When someone's like, I miss your sunny energy. Like, I miss you so much. How are you? Can we FaceTime? That makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. But I was raised with feeling like my accomplishments are what makes me feel loved. Mm-hmm. But I've switched that in the past year. I really mm-hmm. have. I, what makes me feel loved is when I'm nice to people and they're like, oh, man, you were here the other day getting a matcha. I remember you. Yeah, because I brought a nice energy and I was present with you in that action. I wasn't trying to text hella other people and pretend like you're not a human and we didn't have amazing connection, you know? So the more I do that, the more I feel, okay, if I go out tomorrow, you know, I showed up nice for people and mm-hmm. that makes me feel good. Mm, that is so fucking like deliciously Buddhist of you. <laughs> this recognition of like interdependence, you know, that like being kind to the person at the coffee shop, it has a ripple. And I often speak about this, that like people are like, but I'm so nice to my parents and my and my friends and my partner and but I'm like, are you kind to the woman at Whole Foods packing your bags, right. sweetie? Right. Oh, no, because, you know, sometimes I go to the grocery store and I'm like listening to a podcast and I have, mm. I'm just so wrapped up and I'm trying to go in and out as fast as possible. I'm like, that's why your life is in shambles, mm. my love. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. If you are being kind to everybody around you, but when you're driving down the streets when no one's looking, mm. who are you when no one's watching? Who are you when you are in the anonymous of your room at mm. night? Or when you're taking a shower, mm. how kind are you being to yourself? Mm. You know, like what kind of, how are you engaging with the, with the passing waves of the mind in that mm. moment, you know? And then it leaks, you know, it leaks to the, everyone on the street. Are you that person who's constantly, you know, like zooming in and out out of everybody around you and labeling them? I like you. I don't like you. I like this. You're this. You're gross. Oh, I want that. Like, are you constantly mm. in this like insatiable criticizing of the world? Oh, but I'm being so nice to everybody in my life. I'm like, but what is your mind like in that space? Right. You know? What's authentic? What are you actually thinking? Right. I love that. I Also, you really remind me of something that I wanted to share, which is... um, Please do. When we do kind of say, oh, this person's that way or this person's that way, that person's rude, that person's mean, whatever we say about other people. um, One thing I've really been working on is like, let's let other people's karma self-correct. Like, we don't need to be out here telling other people how to behave. We don't need to be out here telling people how to be. We don't have to, like, control other people's actions. Just let them be. They're going to self-sabotage themselves. Just because they're rude to you, you don't think they're not being rude to everybody else. has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I used to really take things personally the way people would be rude to me or be bullying because I'm sensitive to that. I stopped doing that. And I would mm-hmm. watch, oh, you're like this with fucking everybody. It's mm-hmm. not me. Mm-hmm. And I think we have this fear that especially in a romantic situation when it doesn't work out, that they're going to find their perfect person. You know, we're so afraid of that. So a lot of times we stay in things longer than we want to because we're so afraid they're going to find and be their higher self with somebody else. Mm -hmm. And two things on that, you know, love is love. You should want them to fucking be their highest self. And Mm -hmm. if it's not you bringing that out there, fucking Mm -hmm. take yourself somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Go find your highest self. Mm -hmm. But then more often than not, it's actually just that they're going to continue to self-sabotage unless they really lose something that's meaningful to them mm-hmm. or there's a consequence of their action that hurts them to then create a change in the behavior. Mm. So we don't have to be out here correcting other people's karma. Let other people's karma correct themselves. Mm-hmm. Just manage your own energy. Mm-hmm. Show up, lead by example, right? Recognize that the power of your presence can communicate uh, you know, safety, creativity, kindness, compassion, non-verbally, right? What are you communicating? And that in itself will... Will you know invite people to like pivot 
detour, elevate, grow without you saying a fucking word. That's right. You know, always remembering that. And you have the ability to enter into a room. I'm saying you, 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 you exactly. <laughs> Kieran sitting right in front of me. To enter a room and change the psychological temperature, you know, and that's a big, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's something that comes with two things. Um, enormous power mm -hmm. and also enormous responsibility, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so thank you for being that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for, for living that out. And that's something that I said to you earlier today, as soon as you came in, it's your art and your poetry and your, your, your ability to communicate all the things you do on your music videos with your music and who you are as a person. There's no dissonance, mm. you know, you're, you're very, very, you're someone who lives with a lot of integrity. And I think a lot of your success has to do because of your integrity, mm. you know, would you agree? I receive that and I'm smiling because I feel really seen when you say that because it actually takes more bravery to show what's really up in your life. And The more I post things that are real for me, sometimes I lose followers. I'll watch like the following count drop. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other day I was like, well, at least these folks are not trolling me. You know, they're just elegantly leaving and just taking themselves <laughs> off my page, you know, like with just like love energy, like, you know, like a conscious uncoupling. They're like, all right, Madam Gandhi, like, I don't really fuck with what you're posting right now. I'm going to take myself out of the situation. And I was like, that's well, right. at least at least that's a very on brand gesture. Like, I yeah. would want you to go in peace. Um, no, but I. I very much want my art to be so authentic to who I am. Like I want my mom and my lover and my friend to be like, oh yeah, yeah, this is definitely Kieran's music. This is who she is. I'm her friend. This is her song. The two are the same. It's one project. Like mm -hmm. I, that makes me feel very good. Mm -hmm. but, but that's the best thing when you're loved for who you actually are. That's right. <laughs> what, what, what else is there? Mm -hmm. That's all I've ever wanted to, mm -hmm. to be loved for who I actually am. Mm -hmm. Not what people think I am. Mm, that's so beautiful. And that reminds me of a, Alanis Morissette's song or a, a part in the song that she says something like, don't be surprised if I love you for all, for all of who you are, for all that you, don't be surprised if I love you for all that you are. Wow. Oh my God. What? <laughs> oh my love. God. So deep and love. so delicious. Do you have, um, any other little bit of, 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 of singing inside of you for mm. us today? I feel yeah, like I could so really, sweet. I could really use it. It's just I like sitting it. in front of an artist and being able to like hear mm. it. It's just for me, it like, ah, yeah. it, thank you. <laughs> you know, so, um, I have one song and it goes like this. It goes, I just want to be with someone who will hold me tight and say you're the one. I just want to make love all night, knowing we're not gonna wake up and fight. I've been on my grind every day, making sure that you are okay. If you don't want to be with me, come on, baby, just set me free. Ooh, ooh, set me free. Ooh, set me free. Ba -ba -da -dum. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, oh my God. Thank God for you. Oh my God. Thank God for all of you listening. This is so delicious. Thank you for making my whole afternoon <laughs> with that. Like it literally, it like it unlocks, it decolonizes, mm. it relaxes. Mm. It's mm. just like, oh my God. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I think um, mm. that mm. song in particular was made out of feeling, you know, enormous pain in a relationship and it it feels really liberating for me personally to put these vulnerable experiences into a body of work that other people are going to listen to because mm -hmm. I think so much of my work prior to this pandemic was really much more focused on gender liberation and femme power and it feels really good to be like, oh yeah, but there's power in us so vulnerably saying like, I'm really doing my best. I really love you. Mm -hmm. This isn't working, but you won't let me go. You want me to stay, but on your terms, this doesn't feel good. I'm working through this and I'm going to write a song about it because it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's the power of an artist being able to communicate radically authentic mm -hmm. what's up for you mm -hmm. and hoping that that will help other people liberate themselves by feeling heard, mm. you know, by feeling seen. Yeah, my heart is so strong. My heart is never wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I can't with you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so um, 
tell us um, where we can find you. And then I have mm. one more question after that. Um, you can find me on social media, Madam Gandhi on Instagram. And I would love if you all went and listened to a song called Bad Habits on Spotify and all the streaming services. Because that one's like very saw podcast friendly. It's very like all my bad habits have got to got to go. All my bad habits have got to got to go. Thinking about how I can be so much better. Thinking about all the tears I've cried. Yeah. Oh my God, who are you? <laughs> this is so good. Oh, last question. Uh, I'm inviting the community to help me define what it means to be spiritually sassy. Oh, I love this. So help me define it. You know what? I'll be so vulnerable while I think while I answer this question because I feel like feeling sexy has been really hard for me in my life. I think whether it's being Indian, whether it's being seen as someone who's intelligent and like prioritizing academics, like whatever these kind of problematic stereotypes we have in society. I, I always felt like a very sexual person, but like privately, you know, I never felt like the two could exist. Mm. And so I think when I think of spiritually sassy, I think of like me bringing my creative intellectual side into my sex life and bringing my spirituality into my sex life <laughs> i think that's like what i'm working on right now and and some i'm dating somebody who i'm really excited about and she's very sexy and so she like pulls it out of me too which is really fun for me to feel like so safe and free in my sexuality and not like so in my head all the time mm -hmm. and i told her at the beginning of the year she was like what are your new year's resolutions like i'm gonna film you saying them and i was like number one is inner peace and number two is moving out of my head and into my body Mm. and I think even in my own queerness there's times when I want to be the masculine role and just like devour the person I'm having sex with and there's other times I want to be the really feminine role and feel like they are just so into my body and like what I'm you know bringing to the table and mm -hmm. feeling safe to do that in my in my sex life is feeling really really spiritually sassy right now fuck yeah what an epic answer oh my goodness thank you for that oh my goodness and do you want to leave the audience with one last bold statement mm on your voice don't be afraid don't be afraid there's power in what you say in what you say on your voice don't be afraid don't be afraid there's power in what you say Oof. thank you so much love you oh my god i love you oh my goodness thank you so much oh my amor Thank you so much. And we'll, we'll put the links to all the things in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. This is Truly so nice. So thank honored you. I'm and so grateful. nice that Elle got to be here with me. It felt really good. Thank hey! You. Okay. Love you so much. Love and everybody, too. I love you too. Thank you. Mwah!